Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here is our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Great to have you here. I love this time of year because it's spring and it feels so good in East Texas. And so I'm all excited about bringing our guest because she is also going to talk about some of the concerns that we have in our country and in our area and maybe also in your area if you're listening locally. You know, Second Wind was created for all of us transitioners that as we live life, we just keep evolving. And some of those, some of those transitions are very challenging. And I found that when I went through my transition, I would have loved to have had a source, to have known of a source that could offer me ideas, suggestions, comfort. And that's really what Second Wind is about. So I'm glad that you've decided to join here, join us today for whatever reason you are here, just as you like being here. That's great, too. Now, I particularly like to talk about women and our transitions. And so today, that's exactly what I'm going to do is talk about a woman that made an unbelievable um, um step in our history, and we are totally unaware that it was started by a woman. It was in in Washington, D.C., a humanitarian, Claire Barton, and Adolphus, Adolphus Solomon founded the National American National Red Cross. Now, this is an organization established to provide humanitarian aid to victims of war and national disaster, and it was in congruency with the International Red Cross. Now, Claire had gone to Europe, and there she was introduced to the International Red Cross there. Claire was a stepper for her time. She was born in 1821 in Massachusetts and and began, and during her very important work during the American Civil War, she became known as the Angel of the Battlefield. Oh, what a thought, because she was so tireless in her dedication to helping injured soldiers. In 1865, President Abraham Lincoln asked this woman to search for lost prisoners of war. As I said, she was in Europe in 1870 when the Franco-Prussian War broke out, and she went behind the German lines 
to work for the International Red Cross. In 1873, she returned to the United States, and four years later, she organized an American branch of the International Red Cross, which we call the American Red Cross. The first chapter was established in the 1900s. There's, I, I get some difference of dates, and our guests will, I'm sure, will have that those facts down for me. But the interesting thing, not too surprising when you know of the energy and com- commitment this woman had, Claire had, um, is it Claire? Clara, um, was that she headed the organization into her 80s and died in 1912. That speaks of an exceptional woman. Our guest has a similar dedication to helping others through public service. Um, Tammy Prater is her name, and she first learned about the American Red Cross through swimming pool, swimming classes as a child, and through summer camps where she became, following the steps, a lifeguard at the early age of 13. Now, Tammy has loved serving others, but she started first as a public school teacher. Then she had 12 years in a career with the city of Tyler as a librarian, reference librarian. So naturally, because of my research and love of facts and history that I'm... (laughs) carefully trying to share with you this morning. That's why Tammy and I just were like glue when we met each other. After volunteering for the chapter American Red Cross, for several years, Tammy found her passion in April of 1999. She became the executive director of the Smith County chapter, served as the regional executive for Northeast Texas, and now the chapter executive for the American Red Cross serving East Texas. So she's just continued to grow in her service and her development with Red Cross. She was educated in Texas at the University of Arcan- University of Texas in Austin and is the bachelor has a bachelor in government. So Tammy Prater, welcome to the show this morning. I'm so happy to be here, Joy. (laughs) So, of those facts that I gave you, are there any that need to be corrected? Well, you know, the the movement started in in the the D.C. area um, Uh and started as, you know, on the battlefield. But I think our, our charter was in the, you know, the 1880s, something like that. Um, yeah. And I don't remember the exact year. Um, but, you know, the Red Cross expanded and a lot of local chapters started um, in the 1916, 1917, in that era, era uh, and a lot of it was in support of World War One. Um, you know, here locally in East Texas, um, you know, down by the depot downtown, the Red Cross started and had a, a, a canteen for troops to stop mm-hmm. as, you know, they traveled on the rail. So a lot of, there were a lot of chapters started in the, you know, like in that time frame, but um 
again, um, the the amazing thing uh, about our movement is that, you know, I can't think of any organization that's done more things for more people in more places for more years. Um, mm-hmm. And because we are worldwide and we're also down the street. Uh, so, you know, kind of whatever, wherever your interests are, um, we, we've got something that just might, you know, peak it. Uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, so... Obviously, it's something I found my passion. I love the Red Cross. I, we joke. I say I drank the Kool-Aid. Um, and, um, but, truly, but the, the thing is, um, I knew within about a week, and I didn't know a lot when I started at the Red Cross. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm amazed. Uh, I still am amazed that they hired me because I came, I was, I'd been a librarian. I had not had any sort of business schooling or, or management training and mm-hmm. I had to learn it all on the job, but I had wonderful people who helped bring me along and who encouraged me and made it possible. But I love that you volunteered there. That's a great way for people to learn about an organization. You had this other job at the library, but you volunteered in something that you were kind of interested in and found yeah. out you loved it. Well, sure. And, you know, the thing about Red Cross and, and why it was it started out, I, you know, I didn't know that much about it when I started. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing about Red Cross is that because we're 24 hours a day and 365 days a year, uh, even though I was working that 40-hour week, there was a time when I could volunteer, you know, so a lot of charities and there are so many really good ones, um, yes. you know, but they're, they're, you have, they will have office hours and they need volunteers, you know, on the same 40 hours a week I have, to, I have to work. So, right. you know, Red Cross c- could let me volunteer in the evenings. They let me volunteer on weekends. Um, mm-hmm. and that is part of how I got started. And, um, uh, but I, I do think, um, you know, it's so important to find your outlet with an organization that, that fits your interest and your outlook, um, and it's just for you. Right. Uh, it's a way to make friends and to across multiple generations. I also think that's important. Mm-hmm. But it's a way to reach out and meet new people uh, that are different from you. In, right. in the sense of they, they may not go to your church, they may not live on your street, um, they may not be uh, in your social crowd, but they have a common interest with you in, in that service. And um, so it broadens your horizons, and I encourage volunteerism across the board. Uh, you know, volunteerism is a part of our mission. Um, 96% of my local <laughs> workforce is a volunteer workforce. Um <laughs> But our mission is to alleviate human suffering by combining the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so it is core to what I do. Right. Well, I, I gave a speech last week about giving. And one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand is as I have been in the executive director position as well as you. And I think time is as important as money because it really does transition into money, bottom line, budget line. So I really, really, really kept emphasizing the importance of giving time and money 
to an organization, and I don't think one is more important than the other, personally. Well, as a fundraiser, I have to say the money helps. <laughs> the money helps. Oh, sure. But the, the reality is, the reality is, uh, you know, at the American Red Cross, 91 cents out of every dollar we spend goes toward service delivery. Right. And we're only able to serve the thousands of people that we serve every year because we have volunteers that help us keep our labor costs down. Yeah. And, so hold and, that. Hold that thought because we're going to go to break here, and when we come back, we can certainly talk about the importance of time and money through two nonprofits in helping them become productive. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Today we're talking about the Red Cross, the American Red Cross. But i it's interesting as I have researched the history that it was begun through the efforts of a woman, Clara Barton, that it is part of a larger organization, the International Red Cross, and we have brought in our local executive director of the American Red Cross serving East Texas so that we could just discuss what it is and find out the important things. We've all heard of Red Cross since we were kiddos, right? They taught us swimming. They've they've been on the spot with every disaster. But if I could have told you exactly what they do, I wasn't quite sure. So when Tammy and I visited yesterday, it was part of her her charge to inform me about um, all the different jobs that Red Cross does do. So when you, when I ask you for the definition of what you do, Tammy, you you gave me one. So would you share it with our visitors, listeners? Well, you know, in terms of um, mission, we do 
alleviate human suffering, but we try to help people prevent and prepare for emergencies, um, mm. and we do that through multiple programs. Um, we have one of the largest um, blood programs in the country. I, we don't do it as much here locally in East Texas, but across the country, we're, we have something like 40% of the, the blood services market. Um, we also teach people CPR, first aid, swimming, lifeguarding, those sorts of things. We also provide um, uh, services to the armed forces, emergency communications, and assistance for uh, military families and service members wherever they are in the world. Uh, we also um, provide international relief and have a huge uh, impact on things like uh, disease prevention and control around the world um, and also with international disaster response. And last but not least, the thing that everyone <laughs> knows about is disaster services. Um, so uh, um, but, you know, in terms of disaster services, there, you know, everyone thinks of the big red and white trucks that they see or mm-hmm. a shelter being open. And so that's, that's kind of what their vision of Red Cross, um, you know, response is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really more than that. And uh, a lot of people don't know that the largest our most common disaster in the country is single-family house fire. Um, and we respond to literally almost 70,000 disasters across the country every year. Um, the, the There are three aspects of disaster. Um, first is preparedness, second is response, and then recovery. And then it, it, we, it's actually a big circle, and we move from mm-hmm. prepare, resp- uh, respond, recover, and and. Um, uh, you know, all the way back to prepare. Uh, you know, that's really, um, you know, recovery is what we hope to accomplish by preparing is to be able to respond, but also to help families and communities um, build resiliency uh, in themselves and, you know, be able to bounce back. Uh, so disasters are you, t- are are you telling me, yeah. Tammy, that when you get notice of a house that's burned, that you all respond to those individuals? We sure do. Do you really? Yes. Hmm. Um, and, you know, literally... You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Most people don't. Of course, we've had a lot of tornadoes here recently in East Texas, but most people mm-hmm. don't think of us as being particularly um, uh, disaster prone. And and the reality is, we're extremely disaster prone. And most of those disasters are house fires. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were almost yeah. two thousand disaster victims in East Texas last last year. And most people would be really shocked to hear that. Uh, from home fires. Well, last year it was about 50-50. We had a tornado, and and that was pretty uh, devastating, and and some flooding, and um, then and yes, about half of it was was home fire. Wow. Now I know we had here what I would we call a disaster, and I I'm just kind of speaking to myself. I you know I wouldn't call a home fire a disaster on the scale of a tornado but certainly for the individuals it's devastating it, to have you know, it really all doesn't matter if it burns down gone. washes away or blows away it, it's yes. gone and it's devastating yes oh my the rebuild but when you talk about a tornado that hits multiple areas cities families um how, how do you start? I mean, well, 
the amazing thing is, you know, we start weeks, months, years ahead, and, and we start by being prepared. Um, and we, and we recruit and train volunteers. Uh, we, we go out and we seek, um, churches and other, uh, facilities to be shelters because we don't own any buildings other than, you know, office space. We don't own shelters. We have to go find people who are willing to let us use them. So, you know, that's a, it's a relationship building piece. We also, we're not an insurance company. We can't do everything. So we build relationships with other organizations and mm-hmm. so that we all can pitch in together. Um, right. We encourage, you know, families to be prepared so that the impact is less on them. Mm-hmm. And well, when they have less impact, really... you know, <laughs> you know, then it, then their recovery is speedier. Right. How do you prepare them? I mean, if you were to come to me and prepare me, how would you do that? You know, I would sit down with you, Joyce, and I'd say, okay, let's talk about what are your risks for your home, for your business, for, you know, what are the things that would hamper you after a disaster? Um, okay, we're, we're on a, a radio program right now. We're doing this by telephone. Mm-hmm. A power outage can impact you. And right. you need to think about that and how does it impact me and do I have a backup generator or do I have other ways to build into this communication and, and, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. so so it really is looking at your own situation mm-hmm. and figuring out what you what the risk might be and what can you do to limit the impact on you. And uh, so, uh, you know, and there are all kinds of other steps that, you know, I mean, right. in terms of making a plan and building a kit and, and, you know, all getting trained in first aid and CPR. I mean, those Mm -hmm. are all things that I tell people they can do to be better prepared if something happens. You know, if a tree falls on your house or on your neighbor's house, do you know what to do to help your neighbor if they're injured Mm -hmm. until the ambulance arrives? Right. So, So, I mean, those are all things that we we try to sit down and tell people to do. The biggest obstacle is is getting people to understand and and really get the fact that they are at risk because right. everyone thinks oh disasters happen to other people right. and, and it's not it's you know it's not even thing you know oh other people's spouses die and other people get divorced it's you know mm-hmm. these things don't happen to me. <laughs> yes. And oh golly, they do. And and the. You know, building, you know, we want to see families be able to bounce back, to survive, to adapt, to evolve, and grow. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I'm thinking as you talk about preparedness and uh, a beautiful example of, of course, I'm in, you know, uh, closer to retirement than I like to admit, but Retirement is a major, major a part of everybody's life. And yet we keep hearing the message, prepare, prepare, prepare. And it's like, oh, that's way down the line. That'll never happen to me. <laughs> you know, something well, and like that. Joy, so here's that the kind other of thing. Subtle preparedness I, yeah. that we don't do. Well, right? and the, the thing is, we also tend to prepare. When we think about preparing for retirement, we think about money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in fact, if you go, because I'm kind of in the same 
boat you're in. I'm looking mm-hmm. at some point, oh, not in the near future, it may be time to retire. Right. But when you start looking at that and you start looking at the books on the subject matter, it's all about, you know, your savings and your investments and, you know, making sure you have enough funding, you know, to see you to the end of your life. Mm-hmm. There's very little out there on how to prepare emotionally. Ah, good point. And good point. You know, how many people do we know that retire and they don't have a plan with for what they're going to do and they just kind of sit and watch television and get old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Excellent point. Mm-hmm. They don't realize the importance of diet, of food, of exercise, of good health, just simple things like that. Yeah. We just let pass by. So do you have a website where they could go and find, like, they're going, okay, what do I do? Just a basic prepare list. So Absolutely. is there something they Absolutely. can go and look at? Um, you know, redcross.org online. We have any number of uh, documents that you can download for free, uh, mm-hmm. you know, PDF files that are going to give you advice on how to make a plan, how to build a kit, what to do if, you're, if your community is tornado prone, if your community is, you know, if you live close to a chemical plant and you need to know what to do if there's a chemical spill, I mean, that's there. We've got, you, wow. you name it, things you haven't thought of are there. Um, <laughs> but um, the other thing is, you know, Clara was um, ahead of her time. And you know we have we have tried to to follow in her footsteps as best as we can, um, you know. So we have apps. You know, mm-hmm. there are oh. we have a, you know a tornado app, a flood app, um, oh, a first aid right. app that you can yeah. download absolutely for free. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. um, you can go to the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, and search American Red Cross and and download these apps um they're even available in spanish and you know so um they're the cool thing about it is it puts it right in your hand it tells you what to do to prepare um we even have a free pet first aid app um so so you know i've laughed and and you know if something happens at my house, you know, I'm taking care of the cat. My husband's on his own. And, you know, because that's my baby. And um, so the, uh, you know, if if you have a little animal in your house that you care about, you need a plan for him too or her. Yeah. Oh, I love being you're so in this generation with the apps. I think that's cool that you've been able to do all that. Um and so that would be the place to download it is keep it on your phone. Of course, you have to find your phone, which we know for some of us that's a challenge. Where did I put that phone? But when we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk about the resilience in the, in the face of disaster that hits families. When, she, when Tammy said fires, is one of the largest home fires, is one of the greatest disasters that a lot of people experience. So when we come back, we'll be talking more with Tammy Prater. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. It's Merging Did you hear 
about the Gabrielunzi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado? The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's the word for food that's unfit for human consumption? My wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's the word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We're talking today about the American Red Cross and Tammy Prater, the executive director in East Texas, is sharing her wisdom with us, which is great. I've learned that it was started by a woman. It was governed and directed until that woman was in her 80s. And she loved what she did. She had such a passion for the American Red Cross. Today, the president of the board is a woman, Bonnie McKelvey Hunter, and the executive chief officer, a chief executive officer, is also a woman. So it's interesting that this organization, which is so much about serving and aiding and servicing, is very strong with women leadership. So, Tammy, can you talk about the the role that so many women are playing? Do they play more in America in the Red Cross, or um, are they more example? Do they lead more there? Or? You know, I don't know that it's um, always been the case. There have been men CEOs of the organization, and and I would say if you look across the country, it's. You know, maybe fifty. We really are yeah. probably about fifty-fifty. It's, mm-hmm. but I, I will say this: women have always commanded respect within the Red Cross. Um, yeah. No one has ever forgotten where we came from and how we got started. And I, I think um, probably more than in a lot of other organizations, women have held roles of leadership uh, with the Red Cross 
for. Mm. You know, when when mm-hmm. Clara left at you know the age of eighty, she was replaced by another woman. So um, it's you know obviously we have been. Um, you know, have had a lot of uh, female leadership over right. the years. Yeah. Um, I was very interested in the last segment when you spoke about the disasters being home fires. And we know that women play a very important part in supporting the family. And you all are on the scene with every house fire that takes place. And that to me was, uh, you know, I was kind of like, what do y'all do? Just sit around for what I consider disasters, which would be hurricanes in East Texas. But you're totally involved because there's always seems to be a house fire someplace in the city. So I I just see that you're an ongoing service organization to so many people. Now, you speak about the resilience in the face of disasters. So we're all facing disasters at some time in our life. Very few of us are immune from those. Um, what do you mean when you speak about the resilience? You know, resilience is that ability to look at what might be coming your way and to anticipate it, to limit its impact on you, and to bounce back. Um, to survive, to adapt, to evolve, uh, and grow, whether it's your personal life, your family, um, you know, your business, your community. Um, and so, you know, disasters, large and small, affect, have multiple impacts. Uh, across, you know, uh, we don't respond to, say, when a business burns, but when that business burns, it does have an impact. It has an mm-hmm. impact on its employees and, you know, so those are all things, um, to anticipate, you know, first first step is to make sure nobody dies, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Um, and to limit injuries, uh, you know. But the next thing is how do we get back on our feet? How do we bounce back? Um, and you know, really and truly, historically, and there's a lot of research backing this up. FEMA's done research, other, you know, that you know the single most important aspect of recovery and response is preparedness. Mm. Yes. And, you know, so, yes, we respond, government responds, other organizations respond, but ultimately it's families, it's individual families and and a community that recover. And Mm -hmm. all of that, the response, what we're able to do is because we've prepared ahead of time. Um, Mm -hmm. Families and communities' ability to bounce back, um, and, and recover quickly and become strong sooner. Um, you know, all of that depends on how prepared they were ahead of time. Right. So you did, I'm thinking of something you said, you don't help businesses, you help families. So right. you help the individual families, which is, that's um, interesting and a very important part of the American Red Cross. You help the individuals. So that's kind of neat. I mean, to know we have that kind of support out there, somebody that's really there to help us through a disaster. Now, who, I guess, you, this, you know, I don't need to ask this question, but who helps a business? Nobody helps a business. Business well, is more... Well, business owners, uh, you know, it's and employees. It's, you know, just to say that... Because um, it has a community. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I mean, I think 
every business is, should have a certain amount of uh, resiliency built into its business model and business plan. They don't all have that. Um, and, you know, statistically, close to 70% of small businesses will fail after mm-hmm. a, a disaster. Um, and a lot of that is because they really didn't have a lot of effort put in ahead of time. Now, there are a lot of small businesses that fail anyway, but there's a greater number that fail after, you know, uh, a disaster. So, you know, one reason some of them don't bounce back is because they were barely hanging on to begin with. But yeah. There are some that really had a good plan and a, a good model in place to succeed as a business and were succeeding that don't bounce back. And it's because they didn't anticipate what could happen. Uh, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of different things to anticipate. But, uh, you know, and when I say we don't respond, um, we do have all kinds of things available to help businesses prepare and actually have a free online service called readyrating.org. Um, mm. and, it's, and where businesses can go in, large and small organizations, um, churches, schools, anyone can go in and sign up and do use this program. If you have a continuity of operations plan, you can plug it in, and it kind of mm-hmm. gives you a a, 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 a grade, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. You know, kind of mm-hmm. gives you a grade and tells you how you can improve. If mm-hmm. you don't have a plan at all, it will walk you through and help you, you know, create a plan. Mm-hmm. And it also, you know, it's all confidential, but it will also, you know, it will compare you to similar businesses. Mm-hmm. And are you more or less prepared than they are? It will also, um, you know, tr- trade compare you to uh, organizations that are the same size. So right. you know, you're not going up against Walmart. Although Walmart yeah. is is one of the companies that uses it. You know, there are large companies all over the country that use this program. It really is a good program. Um, is it so, a self-monitored so we, program? Right. It's or, something. I mean, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Joyce, I can't build a plan for your business. Mm-hmm. You can't build a plan for mine. It, you know, it, there there is effort that has to go into this because there's a lot of thought process, and you know, and it's it takes a lot of people. If it's a, you know, depending on the size of the company, again, it's not a one person job. Yes. Um, so a lot of times, it's just especially with small businesses, mom-and-pop operations. Mom-and-pop are busy. They don't have time to, you know, deal with all this disaster planning or continuity planning. And unfortunately, if something happens to one of them, very often that's, you know, they don't have a contingency for that. Right, right. So if a um, company of, you know, um, 10 people, let's say, size company and they would self-administer it's like a form that they can get from you it's an online it's an online 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 fill in the blank you can print Uh, it out you know uh, but um but it it walks you and it's in steps uh so um it it, you know it's again it's called readyrating.org it's absolutely free say that again slower ready r-e-a-d-y rating r-a-t-i-n-g dot o-r-g Ready rating. Mm-hmm. I couldn't catch rating. <laughs> well, you know, and sometimes I'm from East Texas and my T's sound like D's and that sort of thing too. Yeah. So really this is a plan not it's for everyone. It's not just um you have plans for everyone, individuals, small business, businesses, larger businesses. 
in some way you're supporting us at some level. We sure try. Yeah. Yeah. So I also like the fact that we shared la- that, um, oh, I lost my thought. We shared that, oh, the importance of volunteerism and the importance of money. And um, that you started out familiarizing yourself with the importance of the organization through volunteerism. That led you to the passion in connecting with the purpose of the organization. And therefore, you were ready to join on and become a greater part, a more active part with this organization. You did. You actually moved career paths from a a research librarian to running a day-to-day organization. That's major. That's a major job change. Tammy? Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, I, again, I am still amazed. Um, I, I had, I, w- I will tell you, Joyce, that, it, you know, it, it didn't happen. I didn't do that by myself. Um, mm-hmm. I had friends who encouraged me to apply mm-hmm. and friends who uh, basically said, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Go for it, um, and and friends who helped support me um, as I started trying to learn things that I had never done before, mm-hmm. um, and so I can't impress uh, upon anyone is I don't think anyone makes it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need mentors and encouragement, and yeah, we have to do the work. And we have to be willing to do the work. I don't think I would have had it in me to do the kind of work I had to do if I hadn't been passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I think, um, you know, when you see folks that you think, oh, they're really successful and they've gone far and, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a fire in their belly about it. You know, right. I think I think you have to have that. Um, if it's all just connect the dots and and you know manage this, manage that, um, I don't think you get as far. And um, so, anyway, but I, I really I have to say there were there were people who held me up and encouraged okay. me and taught me. Tammy, we'll be back with you and more about your progression through Red Cross. Coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Information about book publishing is power. 
the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have had a great visit this morning with Tammy Prater, the executive director of Red Cross serving East Texas. You know, we'd all heard about Red Cross, but I'm quite frankly, I wasn't quite sure what Red Cross did. I saw them at all of the hurricane disasters and forest fires and things like that, the major things. But I didn't know about their day-to-day support of the community, the importance of their work for the servicemen, the importance of the work to the individuals, their blood donation um, arm that they also have in other communities. Other, They're not as present here in Tyler for that purpose. But... They are so much more than just waiting, sitting around waiting for the disaster. They depend largely on volunteerism as well as community to support. They don't have a, a big building. They have an office with volunteers working in there. So there's a stream here of of information that says the volunteer is very important to the organization. Dollars are very important. Uh, community relationships are very important to the organization and it's an it's a organization that supports not only the individual i was a little surprised at how much they they support the individual in disaster but also the community such as we had with the tornado here just two, two or three weeks ago so tammy when we talk about, I know we sort of uh, alluded to a form that they could get for businesses, but how can the individual that's wanting to have some sort of information get that information? Is You talked about your apps, which I was loved. I loved knowing you had apps for my phone. But are those also for the individual, how they could prepare? I mean, you spoke about preparing for your animal and so forth, but... Yes, there's the, there's uh, the apps. With, there's actually an umbrella app called the Red Cross Emergency App, mm-hmm. um, and so you can download that, and then it kind of lets you, you know, pick and choose of what you want to um, have. You know, if you live in a tornado prone area like we do, you probably want to yeah. download that tornado app. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going someplace that has earthquakes, like California, you might want to download the earthquake app. Um, right. But uh, but there there are different apps for different types of disaster. There's a hurricane app. Um, 
And um, so you, a flood app, all of those can be downloaded uh, and added to this umbrella uh, emergency app. You know, a ton of information is available online at redcross.org. Um, and, you know, we also, if you've got a group and would like a program, we'll come out and, and do, you know, disaster education uh, for you you know, four groups, that sort of thing. We're, oh, we're all good. about community. So, um, it, you know, there are different things. We have a program um, we're trying to pull together um, where we're going to be doing a pillowcase project uh, at the YMCA summer program um, to help children become prepared. Um, we, we are a cradle-to-grave to sort of organization. We mm-hmm. serve, you know, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, that disaster relief, I always tell people, because a lot of people think, oh, you know, the Red Cross is there for poor families who, you know, I have insurance, and so the Red Cross is not there for me. Mm-hmm. The reality is, in a in a disaster, you know, situation, uh, disasters can be great equalizers. And, yes, they can. You know... It's it's one thing if your house burns down and you have lots of insurance and you have a lot of support and you're okay. You may not mm-hmm. need as much, but there there can be a situation where it really doesn't matter how much insurance you have. Your whole community is is your whole neighborhood is gone, and everyone mm-hmm. needs support. Um, mm-hmm. So we're 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 there based on need. Uh, disaster right. cause need and not just, you know, based on your, your income and that sort of thing. So we are for everyone, uh, based on that disaster cause need. Um, mm-hmm. that said, a huge portion of our fire families have no insurance. And so we, we, we are kind of the parachute for, mm-hmm. uh, families who are not prepared. Um, so. So do it, you work a lot with churches? Because I can see a, overlap there that a lot of people support churches well we, churches. we absolutely uh you know we don't own any shelters we we have uh partnerships with churches to open up their facilities and allow us mm-hmm. to to uh set up it you know within their their building so mm-hmm. that's a huge partnership could always use more we're always looking for shelter teams or uh, you know groups that would be willing you know i'm I'm up for, you know, uh, if a local church wanted to have their own disaster action team and take a week of call and, you know, respond to house fires, that would be awesome. I don't have any mm-hmm. at this point, but I'd love to have a group like that. So, right. um, but I really and truly, um, <laughs> the there is something for everyone. We have volunteers who go off and work the big disasters in other places. Um, oh. We have, you know, I sent I sent volunteers down to work in Houston when, um, you know, the flood the floods were happening there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, brought them back in time to work the tornadoes here in <laughs> East Texas. So, um, but, you know, there, there literally there are opportunities um, down the street and across the country. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. What's the pillowcase? You said the children do. Oh, the it's pillowcase. the pillowcase project is a, a wonderful um, program uh, that we established with Disney, and it it basically um, they provide the materials and so forth. But it's it's a very intense program um, where we go in and and do uh, preparedness training for 
specifically geared. It's for third to fifth graders. Um, and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a very intense about 40 minute program and mm-hmm. maybe an hour at most. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, the, the instructors have to, I mean, they take a lot of training. Um, it's pretty intense on becoming a, a pillowcase instructor and, but once they've taken that training, it's, it's, you know, they have 30 minutes to save a child's life. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. we've seen, we've seen fabulous results from it. Um, for example, um, you know, Moore, Oklahoma was hit two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, with devastating and schools were hit and it was very traumatic and we went mm-hmm. in afterwards and trained third fifth graders in Moore, Oklahoma and when a year later they got hit by another tornado there were mm-hmm. children who had been having nightmares before the program that were actually showing their families what to do wow yeah well I think yes the, our children are really they're the best students in many of those situations, they hear, they see, they respond so much quicker than the adults do in preparing sometimes. I mean, once they've experienced it, they understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really where you see the you're planting seeds um, paid off, really yeah. paid off for those people. Yeah. yeah. I love children's programs. You would know that because of my history. But I do think that so much can be done by supporting, educating our children in all different facets of uh, preparedness for disasters, such as you did. Of course, I was involved with the Children's Museum here. So you know that my whole thing is built around the importance of children and teaching them early on. Um, to be good well, citizens just, and responsible. Yeah, you never know when those seeds planted. And, and, you know, you mentioned my history of, yes, I was, I was a junior lifeguard at, at age 13 and never, mm-hmm. you know, I never worked as a lifeguard. I just took the training when I was at summer camp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about 10 years ago, I was on mm-hmm. vacation in Florida and, mm-hmm. you know, saw a guy waving his arms around and, you know, nobody was paying attention to him, you know. Yeah. Even, even his wife. And, uh-huh. you know, so I kind of got up off the, you know, I, I only go out and put on a bathing suit if I'm out of state. And <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you know, I got up and put my Kindle down and, and kind of waded into the water. I said, are you kind of hollered out? Are you okay? He says, I've got a cramp. Help, you know, and he had a toddler with him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I went, I grabbed, so there were some teenagers that said, hey, can I borrow your boogie board? And they said, sure. And, and so I took that out to him mm-hmm. and, and, you know, gave it to him. And he said, here, take this child. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. hold him any longer. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I swam, you know, the child back in, you know, in, and handed it to the teenager that, you know, trade a boogie board for a child. But anyway, yeah. and then, you know, went out and, and brought him in. And so mm-hmm. there I was, they you know, 40-something, maybe I was 50-something, I'm trying to think now, but, you know, overweight mm-hmm. junior lifeguard out there doing an open water rescue, but I learned at age 13 what to do. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, how it paid off so much so many years later. It's it's in your files. 
You know, yeah. I believe we all have those answers inside of our files. That's my whole premise in uh, uncovering your genius. It's the genius that's within you. So I, uh, I believe so much of that is stored in our body that we only when we have disasters do we does it pop out and say, here I am. But I want to say, Tammy, it's been a pleasure to have you today because you've enlightened us so much about what we have available to us that we didn't know we had available to us and how important it is to prepare to go for that app today, put it on your phone. That's a step in preparation for whatever might lay ahead of us. So thank you very much for being with us today. Well, and, glad to be here and, you know, anytime. And, you know, if anyone has questions, give us a call. We're always here to, you know, help it, families, individuals um, with their preparedness needs. If, if you know, we can answer questions, we will. If we don't know the answer, and I have been asked questions that I didn't know the answer to, and, you know, we'll look around yeah. and try to find, find someone who can. Go to the American Red Cross website and get the necessary information to call Pam, Tammy, Pammy, Tammy. So I thank you very much for being with us, Tammy. And we're going to say goodbye to our listeners and also encourage them to go to your website, get your information so you are prepared for the disaster that may be in your future. It's better to be prepared than to be caught off guard. And they can also, uh, Joyce, I'm just going to throw this in. They can also go in and at the same redcross.org, click on volunteer. You know, the Red Cross is looking for some great women. Okay. Thank you, Tammy. That's a great reminder. Volunteers are always needed. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to next week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 